this church, then you would have uh, no way of knowing that Christmas is my favorite holiday. I love Christmas. It's not the trees or the ornaments, the lights or the presents or even the snow. I love the snow, but it's not the snow. It's the story. The story that we have for Christmas is oft told and familiar, but it is a magnificent story. And as I was reading it last week in order to get prepared for this evening, there's this line in the story that just stopped me in my tracks, a detail that I had missed. If you remember the story, or at least as we tell the story in our tradition, it begins in Advent. And when it begins, it's a cosmic story. It's a big story. What we hear is that the Son of Man will be coming to you in a cloud. And then in our tradition, the way that we tell it, we fast forward to some of the prophetic lines from John the Baptist. We hear the Baptist say that every mountain will be made low and every valley will be raised up. It's a cosmic story in the beginning. And we rely, in our tradition at least, we rely on the angels to bring the cosmic to earth. If you remember Luke's gospel in its very beginning, an angel visits an old man an old priest. His name was Zechariah. The story says that it was Zechariah's day. His name was on the list. It was his day to go into the Holy of Holies, the place where a priest would meet God. And so Zechariah, this old man, this old priest, goes into the Holy of Holies and there appears before him an angel, an angel named Gabriel. And Gabriel tells this old man, this man who's far too old to father a child, that he will father a child. He tells this old man that his wife Elizabeth, a woman who is far too old to bear a child, will bear a child. And Zechariah, this old priest, this faithful man in the holiest of places, standing before an angel of the Lord, Zechariah's response is, I don't think so. It's not going to happen. And the angel strikes Zechariah dumb and says, you will not speak another word until your son is born, that son we know to be John, John the Baptist. Of course, the angels make another visit, right? The familiar one that we know right before Christmas time in the story of Advent, the angel visits a young woman, a woman right on the threshold of being a girl and a woman. She's faithful. She's humble. She's emotionally strong. 
And this angel, Gabriel, comes to her and tells her that she will become miraculously pregnant, pregnant by the Spirit of God, and that the child she bears will be a son, and this son will be a divine child that will lead not just her and her family, not just her and her tribe, but the whole of the world's population in a direction that is closer to God. Her response is, let it be so. I like to think if Mary were talking here with us today and we were to hear the words that she would use, she would say, you say so. The angels doing their work of bringing the cosmos to earth have one more visit that they make. It happens in the story that we have for this evening. The angels visit shepherds who are watching their flocks in the fields at night. The cosmic work of God through the voice of angels Don't visit political power. Don't visit social popularity. Don't visit enormous wealth. These angels come to regular old people like you and me, working folk, and they say, look up. Today is an amazing day. A child is born, that child who I want you to go to, you will find that child wrapped in cloth, lying in straw, in a stable, in a manger, in a barn, surrounded by animals, the earthiest place that we can think of in that context, in that day and age. And the shepherds go and they find the babe Jesus, just as the angels have said, wrapped in cloth, lying in the straw, watched over by Mary and Joseph, his parents. In this moment, the cosmos and the earth come together. And there in the story is this line, this line that stopped me in my tracks. The narrator says, Mary treasured these words and pondered them in her heart. Mary knew that she was in the middle of something, in the middle of something big. And I'm wondering on this Christmas night if we know that we too are in the middle of something. No doubt this is a story that happened, but this is also a story that is happening. You and I are in the middle of something cosmic and something earthy. 
No doubt for those of you who live here or those of you who visit here frequently, you've felt it at some point in your life. Maybe it was when you were coming down from finally getting on top of the grand, that mountain that occupies the very center of our vision in this valley, coming down off the top of that mountain, body, the earthy thing, bone tired, bone tired, but the heart full, strong, beating out of your chest with the excitement and the thrill of the accomplishment of the connection to creation. Perhaps it was this morning when you scooted out to ski the pass, quads on fire, glutes burning, but lungs and throat full of stoke, cosmos and earth coming together. Maybe it was at a harder time in your life, a moment of loss. You feeling that acute grief so acutely that it took your breath away with the loss of your beloved. And yet, at the same time, having some sense, some inkling that your beloved was back in the palm of the creator and author of the cosmos, well cared for, no longer suffering, no longer struggling. Church, do you have a sense that we are in the middle of something. You know, this week as I've been driving my truck around town, celebrating the arrival of the snow, finally I've had a two-song playlist playing in my truck. The first one, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On? The second... Buffalo Springfield, for what it's worth. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. But just because it's not clear doesn't mean it's not real. This story and the cosmos and the earth coming together in it then and now, that's as real as real gets.